You're listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast, hosted by Alan Draper and Eric Bassett. Each week, they'll discuss ways to scale and grow your pest control company with a goal of helping you become a bug money millionaire. How do we live? This is the question, Eric. How do we live as PCOs where we're scaling companies and we're doing some really incredible things without sacrificing what matters most? Man, what a question. I think that as PCOs, most of us probably understand the whole idea, the philosophy of like delayed gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, if you build a pest control company, I mean, you know, you've got these dreams that are five, 10 years in the future. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Bug Bucks podcast. I'm Alan Draper, owner of Proof Pest Control. I've got Eric Bassett here with me, owner of Natura Pest Control. What's up, Eric? Hey, Alan. Not too much. We're uh, doing back-to-back episodes today, so yep. trying to knock a few of them out. So yeah, man, weather's good. Nice. This episode's going to drop close to the end of April, beginning of May, something in that ballpark. So dude, by then, yeah. I mean, weather's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. That really is like springtime. Phones are going to start picking up. It's going to be good, man. I'm excited. So I have a handful of door knockers out. I just checked and they sold a handful of accounts today. So not very many out there, but May 1 is kind of when we kick it off. And I always start to... So when Becky said that we're going to drop this episode toward the end of April, it's like, dang, we're already at the beginning of May and May 1 is a Monday. And so that's our first official knocking day. And so when I think of May 1 or the first week of May, I always get like butterflies. It's like (laughs) excited slash nervous slash bring it on, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. You know, you always have those early knockers that come out and they try to get a head start on stuff. And yeah. It's always super fun, but there's nothing quite like that, like first official day. Yeah. You know, it's when everybody that's, you know, you graduated or, you know, maybe they're in between years in college or whatever, they're going to come out and get the apartments all squared away or however where you do your door team. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's a big day. Yeah, it's cool. And we were kind of talking about how... You know, our industry is unique for a lot of reasons. I always list all the reasons why I love the pest control industry. I don't know if this is one of the reasons why I love it, but it's definitely unique in that we have this light switch effect of season versus like off season, right? Or growing season, as I like to call it. We're making preparations, building teams, protocols, things like that, doing long term versus short term. But we have this season, Eric, where, and some markets more than others. I live in Arizona, and so we sell pest control year round, but there's definitely a season even here as it warms up. But because of that, it can be a little daunting for a PCO. It can be tough for people trying to either start their company and for those that are really scaling their companies, if you're staying about the same size, you're not hiring anybody, you're not doing a ton of marketing just to replace what you've lost. The pressure, I think, is a little different. But for folks mm-hmm. that are really starting to scale their company and the folks that are starting their companies, you know, in the next four or five weeks or, you know, getting stuff ramped up right now, mm-hmm. there is so much pressure on our time. And, you know, just today, I Instagram starting to do these thing like Facebook does where it's like, hey, here's your memories. I don't know how long they've been doing it. I just started noticing the last month or two maybe. But today on my Instagram, 
this three-year-old video of my daughter, who's four turning five, popped up. Now, three years ago to a four, four and a half year old, mm. that's an eternity. That's mm-hmm. everything, right? She was tiny. Three years ago, the memory was she just got these new black dance shoes with like these sparkles on them. And I'm like clapping for her and she's like just dancing around. And it's super cute, kind of brings a tear to my eye. Like, oh, what happened to my baby? We've all felt it. We've all felt it. And then I started thinking about this concept of time. And we hear the cliche, time's more valuable than money, time's the most valuable thing that you have, time's the most valuable asset, whatever, whatever, whatever. At the end of our lives, if we could wish for anything, it would be for more time, all these things, right? And I think that's especially applicable to what we're talking about because when you're building a pest control company, just like anything else in life, whether it's golf, whether it's working out, some other hobby, volunteer work in you know the local community, church work, whatever it is, when you decide to do something, you are saying no to a list of 10 plus other things. So now we're here, we're talking about building a pest control company. It's taking a bunch of time. While I don't believe that, you know, this work-life balance, I don't, I like the concept of that, Eric. I don't like the terminology of it because balance emphasizes or kind of there's this inference of equality. But we wanted to kind of address this. Like, how do we, on one hand, scale pest control companies, build companies to meet and surpass goals? provide this, you know, incredible source of of income and fulfillment. How do we do that on one hand? Yet on the other, keep in mind this value of time, this value of, you know, when I make a decision to spend 10, 12, 13 hours on my company today, that's, you know, time that I'm not with my family. And I think this hits home to a lot of people that are working on their companies and that are faced with these decisions and it's an emotional topic for me. Because it's the same where it's like, I've got a four-year-old daughter who it feels like yesterday was one dancing around in her new, you know, black dance shoes. So how do we live? This is the question, Eric. How do we live as PCOs where we're scaling companies and we're doing some really incredible things without sacrificing what matters most? Man, what a question. I think that as PCOs, most of us probably understand the whole idea, the philosophy of like delayed gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, if you build a pest control company, I mean, you know, you've got these dreams that are five, 10 years in the future that have to do with you having, you know, a, a big community of employees and upper level managers and people that you've developed and trained and taught. And now you've got this company that provides you an income that allows you to live your life the way you want to live it. And that, takes a lot of sacrifice in the beginning, you know? And I think a lot of us kind of buy into that. And it sounds like an awesome idea, but it's kind of a trap in some ways, because if you really go like a hundred percent all into that, Mm -hmm. you know, you end up saying no, like you said, to a lot of really, really important fundamental things that you need as a person, you know, like situations, you know, with your family, your kids, your relationships, you know? And I've kind of realized when you're a business owner, you quickly realize that your business is at the mercy of things that, you know, are going to happen. And it doesn't care what you've got going on in your personal life, you know, like 
customers need to get serviced, bills need to be paid, you know, growth needs to happen, et cetera, right? And your company doesn't care about you personally necessarily. But on the same token, mm. your personal relationships have non-negotiables too, right? Like they require things of you. They require involvement mm -hmm. and not just like you being around, but you being present, right? And so you just have to ask yourself and you have to be really involved with both things. If I'm going to spend time with in my business, I need to make sure that that's really good quality time, that it's time that I'm spending, that I'm putting towards goals and actionables and things that are going to benefit my business. And then when you're spending time with your family, spending time with friends, spending time with people doing things outside of business, those need to be things that are also fulfilling quality things that help with what those relationships require, right? And it's honestly a thousand times easier said than done. But it takes a very, mm -hmm. I guess the word I'm looking for is intentional, intentional person to kind of jump into that because you can't just willy nilly become successful. You know, like you can't accidentally become successful. You can't accidentally build a multi-million dollar, mm -hmm. billion dollar company. And it takes so much from you both personally and professionally. Yeah. I love that thought. And I love that word intentional because we all have different mm -hmm. personality types. Some of us, if we're not intentional about being at home, will work around the clock. Some of us, if we're not intentional about work, will hobby around the clock or will you know not get done what needs to get done. There's this author, Rory Vaden, and he wrote a book called Procrastinate on Purpose. I think it's the book that I'm referring to that has this concept. And he talked about how he didn't necessarily believe in living the quote unquote balanced life. And he talked about how as entrepreneurs, we have to focus, sorry, we have mm -hmm. to, I'm going to say it just like he said it. You have to embrace the focused imbalance. And I'm going to tell a story. When I started Proof, so I moved from Phoenix, quit my legal job, moved to Phoenix. A lot of people already know this story to Detroit. And we started with a kind of a smaller door-to-door -door team. We probably had eight or 10 reps, I think, show up for the summer. So nothing crazy, but that type of volume from zero to you know several hundred accounts within a first week and, and so on requires infrastructure, technicians, all these things that we didn't have in place. And I remember there were days where I didn't see my kids at all. I lived at home, but I left before they woke up and I got home after they went to bed. And over the years, so this, you know, that was spring of 2015. So that's been eight years. And I reflect back to those specific times. And I remember what's funny, Eric, is that I remember some of the services that I was on that made me stay out so late that I missed their bedtime. I remember, I remember this red brick house. They had this crazy issue with some wasps in a tree where community kids, it was out in front of their house. Kids ran by on their bike, getting stung and stuff, really bad situation. But I asked myself a lot referring to that, you know, that specific night and then some other nights surrounding kind of that same, you know, same time frame. If knowing what I know now, I would do it differently. And at this point in my life, the answer is no. I think I handled it okay. And as PCOs, we have these pressures on us. And 
you know, home life was fine. My wife wasn't working and we had things figured out. Two small children. I had two-year-old and like a six-month-old. But so much introspection, I think, needs to take place. And we just recorded an episode about must-dos. Like this is, you plant your foot in the ground and this is non-negotiable. This is negotiable, this area, and it's personal and it's, it's specific. So you need to do some introspection and find out if you're living up to your commitments, to your family, to your work, your company, your community, these other things that you promised that you would do, whether it was, you know, this explicit verbal promise or it's just, you know, implicit in the roles that we take on and be intentional. Like you said, do some introspection and be intentional, especially as this busy season's rolling around. Kind of going back to that Rory Vaden thought, he said that you need to embrace the focused and balanced. And what he meant by that is you don't, living this kind of ideal life doesn't mean you spend the same amount of time on each activity every single day your entire life. He talked about embracing the focused imbalance. And what he meant by that was during seasons of our life, we hyper-focus on one thing. When you're on vacation with your kids, I'm taking my kids to Disney World in just a couple of weeks. My phone's going to be off. I'm going to be hyper-focused on them during that time. But right now, like my daughter was actually just at my door. I kind of saw her through the glass. And right now, I'm hyper-focused on recording this podcast episode. So to be, to be successful, we have to have that focused imbalance where there are moments where it's like, hey, we're hyper-focused on our work, then we're hyper-focused on you know, our employees are in this developing this program. We're hyper-focused on, you know, our families and our church and our community, our hobbies, whatever. I think one of the biggest frauds or, you know, one of the biggest lies of, you know, the last 20 years has been this idea of multitasking. Mm -hmm. I think that there's so much that we need to get done. And in order to do that, one, we have to be introspective. We have to find out what our commitments are. We have to speak to our partners. We need to speak to our spouse. We need to speak to the people in our community, our churches, whatever in the roles that we fill and find out what is expected of us and where we currently are. And then we need to be intentional with setting up these situations where we can be hyper-focused on getting tasks done. I love what you said. I mean, you know, it's that focus on the imbalance and, and what you said about multitasking. I can't remember where I was reading it, but some psychological study, and it might've been a book that I was reading where they mm -hmm. talked about the idea that people don't really multitask. You know, we think about multitasking, mm -hmm. but it's not exactly true. The way that mm -hmm. psychologists describe it is task switching. You know, there are some things that you can do at the same time, but the brain is actually very incapable of managing multiple things simultaneously, mm. right? But what it's really good at or could be really good at is moving from one task to another task to another task as it needs to, and it puts mm -hmm. its focus on each individual thing, right? And just like you're saying, there's going to be times in your life where, you know, things, business requires more of you than mm -hmm. maybe your personal life does, right? Or your personal life requires more of you than your business does or whatever the mm -hmm. situation is. And you just have to understand that each of those accounts requires deposits, 
right? You have to spend I love time this in idea. the business. Right? You got to spend time in the business. You got to spend time yep. in the relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to be making regular quality deposits in all mm-hmm. of those accounts. I realized the other day, I realize this periodically, and it always happens at times when I'm kind of overwhelmed, right? But it makes me think of a comment that I got on a Facebook post. You know, I was kind of zipping through the the Bug Bucks Facebook post. I'm just kind of actually just answering different questions and stuff. And somebody commented and they said, dude, Eric, do you ever not work? Like, are you ever not working? You know? And and I laughed and my comment in return was, I'm aware of the issue and I'm working on finding a solution. (laughs) (laughs) And like, as funny as it is, I realized that I actually do have a problem with feeling guilty when I'm not being productive, what I consider productive is, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting down and I was kind of burnt out. It was kind of halfway through the day. I'm like, I'm going to eat some food. Sat down on the couch, turned on one of my favorite shows. And I'm a fast eater. I just, I don't know why, but, you know, three, five minutes goes by and dude, my lunch is gone. Like zit just inhaled it. And then (laughs) I like look at the clock and it's been like four minutes. And I'm like, you know what? Like I deserve a break. I need a break. I can tell that I'm overworked. I'm overwhelmed. I need a break. And I sat there and looking at my show, Mm -hmm. favorite show. And I kept looking at the clock like every two minutes and I'm like, oh, but I could be doing this thing, but I could be getting this done, but I could be working on this project, but I could be answering this question, you know? And I've realized that I had this anxiety about always being involved and always being useful and productive, right? And I think that it is Mm. actually, you know, for some people they're like, oh man, it's so easy to just not work. Like it's easy to be lazy. And for the business owner, it's actually really hard to take a break. You know, it's hard to sit down and Mm -hmm. just not work, you know, like, Hey man, focus on your mental health, focus on your personal physical health, you know, focus on things that are important for your ability to actually contribute to the, you know, quality things in life. And sometimes that's not actually what you think it is. You know, it's Mm -hmm. getting enough sleep, eating the right foods, spending time with important people, Mm. you know? So it's, I learn the more, I think you've said this before too, like going through this journey in business, I've learned so much about myself, so much, right? And that's one thing I would say about kind of like the whole idea of Mm work-life balance is that you kind of have to be aware of what your weaknesses are. And sometimes one of those weaknesses is that you get so caught into this Mm -hmm. idea of productivity and it's actually really difficult for you to to balance anything other than that. Yeah, 100%. And I think as we learn about ourselves and mm-hmm. what our strengths and weaknesses are, we're, you know, we put ourselves in a better position to make these decisions about how to use our time. Our time kind of, you know, wrapping up here, our time is our most valuable asset. And <laughs> I used to hear people say that and I was like, that's super cliche. I'd much rather have money and then I put a couple of bucks together and I realized that they were right all along. And um, for the listener, I guess what I ultimately want is I try to think five, 10 years down the road for myself, for others, those that I coach, speak with. And I want them to, the decisions they're making now, I want them to be happy about five, 10 years down the road. And one practice that I employ is that I think about where I want to be in that you know, time frame and what I want to accomplish 
and the people that I want around me and the things that I wanted to achieve and all this. And so as you are making decisions about how to spend your time, make sure that you're making decisions now regarding things that are going to affect your future, right? Stephen Covey, who you kind of referenced, right? You talked Mm -hmm. about the emotional bank account. You have to make those emotional deposits, which is a fantastic part of seven habits of effective people. But one of the habits is also being able to see the end from the beginning. So as we're preparing for the busy season, work hard. You're going to spend a lot of time at work. Do not feel guilty for that. Wherever you're spending your time, don't. I don't want you to feel guilty about it. I want you, and I love this word. I keep using it that you brought up, Eric. I want you to be intentional about how you're spending your time because there's so much that we're adding to our communities, to the economy, to our families, to our employees' families, to our customers by building these pest control companies. Don't ever belittle the impact and the significance that you and your company have on those that it affects. Don't ever belittle that or minimize it. The work that we do, it's incredible. You guys are awesome. Be intentional about your time as we're embarking on, you know, this summer in the busy season. And, you know, I feel like these types of conversations, we need to have more of them, both on the podcast, in our Facebook group. And I think this on the kind of intangibles, Eric, is one of the best ways that we can support each other. We can listen to each other and help each other. Of course, we can talk about financial statements and when to make your first technician hire and what your marketing budget should be. But these types of conversations about, these are the really impactful ones. These are the ones that it's like, hey, how should I be spending my time while growing my Mm -hmm. pest control company? So if you have thoughts, make sure to leave us a note in our Facebook group, create a comment or a post in there about this and how this topic has affected you. And also make sure to share this episode with others if you think they can benefit. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bug Bucks podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please show your support by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Thank you. And we'll catch you on next week's episode.